The Comedy Zone podcast is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Find out more at queencitypodcastnetwork.com. From Charlotte, North Carolina, this is the Comedy Zone podcast. Find us on Twitter at the CZ Podcast. Email us at ComedyZonePodcast at gmail.com. Now, your hosts, Will Jacobs and Jason Allen Key. Welcome to the Comedy Zone Podcast. We are right back at you like we are every week from the uh, every week. studios. What's the name? Ortho... Uh, the Queen City Podcast. Well, the Queen City Podcast Network Studio at Advent Coworking. Great start, everybody. Great yeah. start. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, Brian it's... said we're at that place, <laughs> and uh, we, we're right back at you. And uh, I mean, we look. We could have had a guest this week. I mean, we basically can have anybody. We could have gone Seinfeld, Chappelle. We did. We we said this week. Uh, there was so much to talk about. Let's throw our hands up and do a show. Yeah, and really the people, they want to hear what we think about things. That's right. What, yeah, that, of course. That, that's what drives this whole operation. Number that's what all the mail that's, says. Yeah. That's all, all the all mail. The mail. All, <laughs> all the papers that we have to open to read the mail tells yeah, us. That's where, we, that's where we hear it from. So we're just going to get right into it. Uh, busy yeah. week in a bunch of different universes, but comedy. Yeah. comedy. Busy week in comedy. First... It's impossible to not know what we're going to talk about, right? Yeah, you kind of feel like you know where this is yeah, going. Uh, first, but first, let's a little bit. Let's talk. With two specials came out recently. Yeah, that's right. Two of the bigger names. We had Bill Burr's special. Mm-hmm. I forget the name of that one. Paper Tiger, I believe. Yes. It's Paper called, Tiger. Right? Yeah. That's right. And then uh, Dave Chappelle did uh, Rock Paper Scissors. Or so, was sticks and Stones. Sticks and Stones. It was sticks. <laughs> sticks and Stones. The similarities cannot be a coincidence. <laughs> Chappelle released Rock Paper Scissors this week on Netflix, uh, and uh, started with Rocky beat. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? And I, I always love when these guys come out with stuff yeah. because you know they're two of the best in the game. Uh, big. Fans of those two, they're fantastic. They're I gotta the, be honest, fans. not as big a fan of their fans. Uh, <laughs> they, you know, hey, listen, listen. Okay, Chappelle is great. Okay, he's, yeah. But these folks talk as if the second coming. Happened. Yeah, like he's he's back. And if you don't like him, <laughs> fuck you. You don't know anything about comedy if you don't worship the. Uh, Watch his watch his special. They <laughs> laugh at his premises before they he even laugh. gets it. Right, right. They la- he just he turns around and walks away and they laugh at that. I mean they just they love everything he does. If he taps that mic on his leg one more time, but they're gonna explode. Dude, but these these comics worship at the altar of Chappelle. Like he releases something that yeah. is just like He's the greatest ever. I've been saying it. I'm going to say it again. It's like, listen, I like him too, but my God. He reminds me of Tebow fans, where it's just like people oh, right. let it, except Tebow wasn't good. But Dave Chappelle, you know, it's just like, so, but anyway, that's not the point. Yeah. The point was that they they dropped uh, two specials, and I thought, I enjoyed both of them. Mm, did you? I, I really liked Bill Burr's special. Mm-hmm. Um, Which one came out for, I think, uh, I think Chappelle, Chappelle, yeah, Chappelle came out first. Yep. And then yep. Bill Burr um, came out, so maybe we should talk about it in that order. Um, that's what I was thinking. Of. I, the, a little, they they both kind of had an agenda. Yes, that uh, I was. I would say that I was pretty irritated by the agenda a little mm, bit. Interesting. I think. Um, yeah. Every. And, and you hate Dave Chappelle. <laughs> you antichrist. <laughs> you can send all complaints to at King Jason. You don't know shit about comedy, man. <laughs> well, 
Every, both of their specials had the, had a similar theme, and this has been quite a few people I've worked with as of late. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of uh, you guys, if you have a problem with what I'm saying, yeah. just shut your mouth yeah. and get out. <laughs> enough of this cancel culture. Yeah. Cancel culture. Listen, if you don't like what I have to say, I'm a comic. I can say whatever the fuck I want, and there's nothing you can do about it. Boom. Boom. There it is. <laughs> That's it. That's Both of them had the same exact idea. Yeah. So uh, that has been echoed in so many people that I've worked with that I'm exhausted by that. Mm. Hey, well, how about just go do your jokes? How about just go tell your jokes and, and right. leave it at that? If people get mad at it, deal with it. Well, what I was, a, I think Ricky Gervais put out a tweet and he said, um, you know, we're still allowed to joke about whatever we want. And sure. then the people that don't like it, don't like it. The corporate whoever's that don't like it, whatever. But it's up to you to have the balls to do your jokes. Right. And, and Gervais has kind of lived that creed for, <laughs> for a little yeah. a little while. Uh, but And I it's fo- cost him, too. Yeah, it's cost yeah. him stuff. But, um, you know, I think that... Uh, First of all, I enjoyed the I enjoyed the specials, mm-hmm. um, but I, I identified that agenda pretty pretty clearly too, and it, it's almost in some ways, and I don't know whether it's my age or whatever it is, but it's just it's a, it's a conversation that I'm a bit exhausted by too, and I feel like it's one that all my peers want to have all the time. Yeah, and I you know I get it, I understand it, uh, but at the same time. Like if, if it, you know, because you're looking at it from two different perspectives. Because there's the artist, and then there's the corporate interest. And you know, as a company, I mean, they got every right to say we don't want of this person or that person. Freedom of speech only stops them from arresting you or killing you. Right. That's all it does. Right. That doesn't mean that you are somehow immune to everybody else reacting to what you have to say. Regard. And it's like everyone. It's like comics have this weird. This weird layers of it. It's just comedy, and then freedom of speech and cancel culture. I should be able to say whatever I want without any repercussions. Well, you don't get all three of those layers. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, you just don't. Every time I hear a comic say some awful shit without a joke involved, I want to be very specific about that. Mm -hmm. If it's a joke and it's funny, right? That's that's always the get out of free. Excuse me. Get out of jail free card, right. right? If it's funny, and it's and the context is of interest and and relevant and funny, if the joke is funny, you can get a you can get it you get a free pass. And I think everyone subscribes to that. What's funny is subjective, though. Mm-hmm. So if it isn't funny, sorry, and you just came off like an asshole who said some awful shit about something. Yeah. So be a better comic. Mm-hmm. Everyone who's bitching about this stuff, be a better comic. And and if you ask me, Chappelle's show, the second half I thought was pretty good. Mm-hmm. I thought the I didn't fully appreciate the first twenty minutes or so. I'm not even sure he told a joke. Mm-hmm. There's some of that right. stuff that didn't resonate with me at all. Mm-hmm. Like he came out and and about the Michael the two mm-hmm. Michael Jackson yeah. guys or whatever. He's yeah. like, I he's like, I'm gonna tell you, I don't believe them. Mm-hmm. I don't believe them. Which is that language today is it, it means something. It means mm-hmm. something to a lot of people who are from sexual assault. Yeah. This specific case, I'm thinking of women, but th- and then there was no joke. Nothing followed that up with it with a with a setup with a joke. Like him on stage talking about shit and being 
being a counter, uh, you know, an uh, opinion victim, counter yeah. to what sort, let's say, the mass people think or whatever, which is, I guess, what comics try to do now. There, that doesn't mean just because you're on stage doesn't mean you just told a funny joke. Right. And he just didn't. He didn't follow that specific lineup with anything that resembled a joke, in my opinion. So I was just kind of like, I was there twiddling my thumbs, going, I know you're Chappelle, and I think you're fantastic. You're arguably the best comic today, but you set the bar so high. Mm-hmm. That you got to live up to that, and he, I don't think he did the first. Again, the first half—I'll just say the first half of that special—I kind of scratched my head. Like, it sounded like he had a little. It seemed like he had a little bit of a vendetta against people who were giving him a hard time for his last special, which I thought was great mm-hmm. and was very funny, mm-hmm. and probably didn't deserve the ire that he got from mm-hmm. a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And he came out with this one as a little bit of a fuck you, mm-hmm. and uh, I think you clicked on my face. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> yeah. And it's not to say he didn't have some really, really funny shit in there, but I, I just, to me, that it was, I think he was driven more by passion about defending himself than he was about the best material, because this shit came out fast. Which right? honestly is, a, yeah. is understandable. I mean, if that, you know, if that is what you've been dealing with for the past three, four years, then, you know, I mean, I understand coming out and, and maybe having uh, that agenda, but also Chappelle has shown a willingness to walk away you know like yeah. with with comedy central he didn't like what was happening he wanted to stick to his artistic perspective he felt like they were coming in trying to change and shape his voice the guy walked away from 60 million yeah right he just did so you know it, it on the one hand like you said before you can stick to your guns and do what you do but like you said sometimes that will mean losing opportunities that will be, now I think now I think though the part I am somewhat sympathetic to though is you have this thing now of where you um, you get some kind of opportunity and we'll transition into the Shane Gillis yeah. stuff with SNL sure sure um, you know because I have been up there and I've I've seen the <laughs> operation in person because I won the <laughs> Keenan Thompson Ultimate Comedy Challenge uh. Uh, which afforded me opportunity to hang with the cast and. Um, and go up and sit. Just keep listening, everybody. SNL. Just keep listening. Yeah, I think it'll, you, it'll, it'll you know, all those things that happened uh, for me because of how good my comedy is. <laughs> but I don't want to get into all that. The, the point is that um, with, you know, Shane, he got the opportunity. Mm-hmm. And they went back and found some things he said on a podcast, which mm-hmm. is particularly relevant to us because we're on a podcast. Yeah. And it's like, you know what? There's there's this, you know, imagine that you get an opportunity one day. And for some of these people, they had podcasts when they were still trying to learn how to be funny. Right. You know, yeah. so it's like you go back and yeah. you're digging through stuff where I hadn't even sharpened my knife yet. Sure. But I think it's important to note that that the stuff he's getting grief for was from last year and his early. Yeah, in fairness, so right, right, right. Don't but want, don't want to mix that. Right, don't want to mix. It wasn't fifteen the, years ago. Right, but I don't want to mix the two. But the premise is, I mean, look at Kevin Hart. They went way back. You sure? To find right. you know some things that he had said. Yeah. And you know, I think we all like if you isolate some of the things I've said on this podcast, there's a whole lot of shit I'm no longer qualified for. Re- yeah, especially if you remove context. If you remove context, which is what they do. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's a minute long Twitter soundbite. Absolutely, yeah. You know, so if you take my worst hits and yeah. and you play them, it's gonna cost me sure. some stuff probably. Sure. So I, you know, so I do I do think about that, but that is like we talked about comedy being free speech and everything else. That is, if you want to be that comic 
and you want to say what you want to say, be prepared like we mm-hmm. know yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Right. You know that these things can cost you certain things. No. And, and hey. if you're true to your art form and true to yourself, you're willing to die on that hill. Right. It just depends on who you are. Right. Now, I, I, now that we're into the Shane Gillis stuff, mm-hmm. I do think it's important to make it's a couple of distinctions here. Mm-hmm. Like Everyone likes to use the example of Eddie Murphy. Well, mm-hmm. go listen to Eddie Murphy, Raw and Delirious mm-hmm. right now. And you're, you are, ab- listen, people are going back and watching Friends and then yeah. talking about how awful that show is. I can't believe it was on TV, fat shaming, on and on and on and on and on. Okay. It was, the, it was in the 90s. I'm mm-hmm. not necessarily saying that that is a, a good or bad reason. I'm just saying it was in the 90s. Things were a little bit different. The, the, the culture at the time wasn't paying attention to some of this other shit, for better or worse, for worse. But also, some of this stuff, in, in, in the context of, of Monica on the show, it was funny. Uh, if you're a fat person and you were offended by that, that's I, that's totally understandable at the time or now or whatever. Yeah. But it was also 30 years ago at this point, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, this right, guy, the culture's changed. The culture has changed. So you got to take that. That's the context that people were removing out of a lot of this stuff. Uh, Eddie Murphy, I am assuming, I don't want to speak for him, might have a different opinion now than he had 30 years ago, right. 40 years ago. Right. My hunch is he does. Right. So... Let's be careful. Last year, hold me to everything I said last year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure Which I was got the Shane Gillis situation. The Shane Gillis right. deal. I, I mean, that hit, hit, you know, and I'm sorry. And I believe that a comic on stage versus a comic on a podcast, and this is, I think is going to be very unpopular, are two different things. Mm-hmm. I do believe that they're different. Everyone's talking about he's working on his craft and he's doing us all this shit. If you listen to that podcast, which I did, those dudes weren't telling jokes, man. No, they, they weren't. weren't telling jokes. They were like, "This is my personality." Now, are they taking their character from stage and putting on a podcast? Maybe that's an argument. But I, th- he wasn't on stage. That guy just came off like a racist dick. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. all that happened there. Yeah. And the guy, the other guy in the podcast, was saying was equally shitty things. Where I get it, you want to be kind of a you know a chump or whatever, but. The, if those dudes had said the N-word, none of us would be talking about this shit right now. It would be done, that's it. But because it's a it's a different group that does that doesn't hasn't received the same sort of um attention and rightfully right. so. I mean, right. I, you know, I don't want to get too much into that, but I mean it was just an, one of the worst slurs you have for Asian people, as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. It's not something I go around saying that I ever remember saying, but it's like yeah, man, you're gonna you're gonna suffer pretty yeah. hard from that. SNL probably should have done a better job of vetting that, I think. But in fairness, though, to add more context, though, from what I remember when I was listening to it, he wasn't saying he wasn't saying that word, like, yeah, that, like Andrew Dice Clay, like yeah, the tinks into this and that. It was more playing a character of a guy talking about folks. No, I don't agree. You, that's not nah. what it was. We should do. We have pull, pull it up because uh, to me it was yeah, like that's where yeah. the the that's where they live. That's where those because I thought he was talking live. about somebody coming into those stores from the city. I didn't know. I I didn't get the sense that he was saying this is what I see when I nah. go in. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm, yeah. I'm happy to be I, wrong. I, 
and again, maybe I'm responding to it, a, you know, uh, with a little more sensitivity, which I'm totally okay with. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it, it, to me, it was just like, why are you using that word? It's to- it was unnecessary. Well, for, well, well, for me, generally, though, I, you know, if you know, particularly as as a black person, um, and what you know, what we've been in terms of slurs and being made fun of, being demeaned. Being dehumanized, all the history of what comedy's been from Amos and Ant. I mean, you go back, and there's a lot of ugly stuff. So for me, if there has been an overcorrection, uh, I'm not complaining a ton about that because sure. I remember what it used to be like. Right. And you know, so it's like if I'm gonna pick one world versus the other, I'd rather pick this world and fine tune it mm-hmm. than be what it used to be. Yeah. And I for mean, women too. Of course. I mean, you know, like. If you're gonna pick a world, like I, I like the one where it, maybe we have overcorrected, but even if we, I don't have, think we have, yeah, <laughs> but 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 the, but that is certainly what some will say, and I'm just saying that right. if if whether we have or we haven't, uh, even if we assuming that's the assuming case, assuming that we have, sure, assuming that we have, I prefer that to what it used to be. Yeah, of course, you know, I like could, people yeah, are sure. trying to get it right. Yeah, yeah, there's a concerted effort of trying to get it right. Yes. And the, and then and I do appreciate that, and I think that's what we're seeing right now, and I and I have a little bit of a hard time because there's a lot of comics, and I don't think I'm on the side of a lot of comics on this one. They're I like, don't either. They're like, no, he, you know, he's a comic and he's making mistakes. It's like that dude isn't on stage developing an act. Right. Right. This dude is in a room with another guy, and I got to be honest, I got to stop saying dude because the it's the word's kind of gross to me now after listening to that bullshit. But and dude. I, <laughs> right. I'm serious. It's just like, do you, do you have it pulled up? Yeah, I've got one of them. I do not know what this is, but well, uh, this is we'll could be a time this commercial. Be <laughs> we'll see what happens. Side pods. Damn, Chinatown's fucking nuts. Oh, that's it. It is full fucking China. They just yeah. fucking Chinese down there. I wonder how that started. They just built one fucked up looking building, and people were like, "All right, no one said anything." Let the fucking chinks live there, huh? <laughs> Well, they built these fucking like huge Shanghai house. The first one must yeah. have infuriated everyone. They went, like, I'm pissed what now. The I go fuck? down there. I'm like, what are you guys doing here? Get these ducks out of that window. I, you know what? Yeah, true. Also, I'm always like, how can there be so many fucking restaurants down here? All restaurants. Well, because you go in, there's like one person eating ever. That white idiots like me are down there. True. Fucking down neuters. I hate China. I hate the food at Chinatown. Sucks. I like Chinese food's a very dishonest cuisine. I don't even want to think about it. They invented a fucking chemical to put in their food to make it. Delicious, dude. It, well, it they made as MSG. It's a dishonest food, dude. There's nothing. We don't sound like that, do we? Well, well so, so, so then it's <laughs> interesting because there's two different ways you can you can handle that interpretation. Because what I hear is him saying, the developers are going. Let's put the chinks over here. He's not saying directly. Yeah, let's put the chinks over here. If you hear it, he said, yeah, the developers were like. Let's put the chinks over here. That's a little different than. It, 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 to me, that's not what I hear. I, 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 I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Let's run it back one more time. Uh, stand by. Damn, Chinatown's fucking nuts. It's crazy, dude. It is full fucking China. It's yeah. fucking Chinese down there. I wonder how that started. They just built one fucked up looking building, and people were like, all right, no one said anything. Let's the fucking chinks live there, huh? People were like, let's build one building, and they were like, let's build the chinks there. Yeah, I mean, I hear that, but that, I don't, I don't, does that somehow absolve him? <laughs> but no. what if it was, but what if they were talking about, you know, a black neighborhood and developers came in and said, hey, let's put the ends over here? 
it would still be the same premise. Right. I'm not saying I'm not saying it but would resolve it a, anything. Yeah. Right. But I'm just I'm just saying that if if we're talking about it, it's my way of speaking of it accurately. That he didn't to me, he didn't sit there and say, Yeah, I look at Chinatown and I think let's put the chinks over here. Fair, but he, he said, This is what these developers yeah. are saying. And guess what? Yeah. That's nothing different than uh, now if we if we want to talk about the N-word, I could picture some a black comic being like, Yeah, you know those guys were like, let's put the niggas over here. Mm-hmm. Very easily could happen. Yeah, these are two white guys talking about Asian guys. That's the thing. <laughs> right. And right. that's an important point. That is, is a very yeah. important point. I think point. that's kind of the whole point. If right? that if he it were two Chinese guys. Choose that word. Sure. He did not have to choose that no, word. No, he didn't have to choose. Of course, we don't have to yeah. choose half these words. Yeah. But the but the but the point ultimately is I think it did make a difference that it was two white guys doing that yeah. instead of two yeah. Chinese doing that's an important bit of context too that you know we didn't bring up. But yeah. I, I think that's a good point that it adds to it. Because of who was, you know, China. Like, if it were an Asian comic doing that. Yeah, no one would put another thought into it. And and is that, I don't know, is that consistent? Is that weird? Is that, uh, does it it add or lessen the degree of offense because of who, because of who's saying it in that moment? Like, a Chinese guy can be that way. Chinese guy saying that is not at all a problem, even remotely to me. Because sometimes I'm offended by the way black people talk about black people. Mm-hmm. Sure, but I'm a white guy, so to me, how an Asian man chooses to use the word and deli- deliver that word is is not. I don't think it's necessarily for me or for mm. me to decipher. Even mm-hmm. I don't certainly what black people say about the N word. It's not for you. Well, yeah, I, I've heard that a lot. Yeah, so yeah. so how how you. Uh, evaluate that from an, another black comic is is you. I. I'm gonna kind of stay out of it mm. and just assume that it uh, that it's I don't. Not, it's not yours to do that. Yeah, with. I, yeah, I'm it's just, not an issue for us fair. to decide. Gotta, if yeah, fair. I gotta just. I, I'll you know you guys sort it out, and I'm not gonna. It's not really for me. It's, it's kind of like when women call each other bitches or gay people call each other fags. Like yeah, I, yeah. I don't. Not only is it not my place, I don't really want a piece of that. Yeah, no, <laughs> well, I don't sit and go, yeah. man. I wish I could say that. Too. And here's the other thing: is that is that I, you know, I've said this before. Here, it's like whatever Seinfeld's take on things, for the most part, I usually sort of sign on to. And when they talked, there was a show that, that he was on where the N word was brought up, and they were with uh, Louis, Louis C.K. C. K. and Chris those guys. Rock. And he was like, "Yeah, I remember that." He's like, "I don't find humor in that. I don't, mm-hmm. and I don't seek it." Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So. That's somewhat to where I, yeah. I'm at with this. It's like I'm not telling him that that guy he's not allowed to tell those jokes. Let me rephrase it because yeah. he's not telling jokes. <laughs> I'm not telling that guy he's not allowed to have that conversation. He can have that conversation all day, and maybe there's some people who who find that funny, but that doesn't. There's mean, a lot of people to find that doesn't funny. mean that that yeah, exactly. <laughs> there are a lot of people. A little bit of a little bit of problem in my eyes, but I'm not supposed to tell people what they find funny or not. We started it that way, right? Yeah, I'm not here to tell that guy anyone that that's funny or not funny. But I will tell you this: those aren't jokes, and that guy's not on on stage. So this right, idea right, that right. somehow that guy gets a get out of jail free card because he's on a co- quote unquote comedy podcast, I'm sorry, that's just shitty. Yeah, you know, and I'm and I don't want to be comedy police, but that you're on a podcast. Like I'm sorry, but I, yeah. the, uh, you know, yeah, I, we're sort of repping the comedy zone here to some degree. So yeah, that's the name I, of the show. I, I'm not gonna yeah. yeah. So I'm not because we haven't changed it to the Will Jacobs 
Comedy Zone podcast, which you know that should have happened. Uh, yeah, the Will House, <laughs> I think it should have been. So, so you know that that's kind of where I stand on this stuff, and and uh, yeah. I don't well, know. I tell you, you know what? The also, you know, from the from the prism of a black dude, it's like I, you know, listen, man, I I want people to get all they can out of this comedy thing, and I hate when anybody, another comic, loses an opportunity. Just it, on its face, I would agree. Right? Yeah, totally. Yeah, right, agree. I hate that on its face, but I'm like. You know, as a black comic, you know, for the most part, SNL hasn't been open to me just because of who I am. Not not because I got on and said some shit. Right. It yeah. Just because if you're a black woman, SNL wasn't open to <laughs> right. you just because of how you totally. showed up. SNL is not a victim here. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, no, right. but I'm also saying it's like in some ways there's that one little part of you that's like, you know, cry me a river because I'm yeah. just out here black and I can't sure. get it. Sure. So you, you got to say extreme racist shit not to get it. I just got to show up and I don't get it. Right. So it's like, yeah. ah, I feel bad. But then it's like, ah, you know. Uh, SNL's NBC. First world problems. Yes, uh, 100%. how a bit of it feels. Yeah. But uh, sure. it is interesting, man, because people have really drawn these sort of battle lines around this. And you have the, the, the group, a lot of comics and fans of comedy that are saying, you know, it's 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 an art form, and he's just talking, and he's working out stuff, or he's he's being funny, and you shouldn't take a statement, and this and that, and this and that. And you have the other group that you know is saying, "Look, that stuff matters," hmm. and you don't just get a free pass right. to say whatever you want. Listen, as a comic, Shane Gillis, if there's people that want to hear that, he can fill a club full of people that want to hear that. Totally, that doesn't mean that SNL owes you. Right. A right. spot on the show. That's right. <coughs> Excuse me. That is a it's, it's a beautiful point because I'm not telling this guy he can't tell jokes anymore. Right. I'm not saying this guy can't do comedy anymore. Right. We're not uh, saying actually, you can't be a comedian. You can't be contrary. a sketch player on SNL. That's right. right. That's exactly right. This guy can do, go and tell <laughs> jokes. That's just not his vehicle at this point. But this may be the best thing that happened to the Shane Gillis's career because I did not know who he was before about a week ago. I mean, sure, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I know people who who've worked with him and stuff, and yeah. and you know their 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 opinions are you know fair, whatever. I'm not going to speak for anybody, but it's not they were they weren't especially high or especially low. It was just sort of like yeah, I mean, it's he's kind of with that group, Jay Okerson and and all yeah. those guys who that's their style of comedy, and I just in my opinion, I. Th- just think that there every opportunity is not going to be open to that's you. That's right. It's when, like you you to me, you kind of come in this game. Like I know that if I do a certain kind of comedy, there's certain corporate work I'm not gonna get. Right. If I come in with a certain type of comedy, there's not this work, there's not that work. That's yeah. part of the game. Big J. Okerson is hysterical. If you haven't seen him before, oh, yeah. he's fantastic. Yeah. You Philly that, sports fan too, so I love Big J. Yeah, he's great, right? Eagles so fan. go see mm-hmm. that guy's show. Fly Eagles Fly. Uh, Friend of the podcast. And, and and walk out of there thinking, oh yeah, that guy should be on SNL. It's not gonna happen. But you no. know what's interesting though? Could you see Sarah Silverman on SNL? Because I could. She was on SNL. But she does all this stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. She's done all these bits. That's right. Some but variants she's, of But it. I have to say though, she's oh, it's always within a context. And I say always, right. not knowing her full sort of filmography. Yeah. It's always in the context of a joke. You can tell it's a, these two guys. These are two guys sitting in a room, just saying, saying r- kind of racist, racist shit. Yeah. <laughs> and it's and it's actually nothing against the guy's comedy. He's on a pot. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just right. not the right. same thing. Right. It's I'm not his sorry. Set. It's not, just not. Yeah. It's not a set. And it, if he said the shit in his set that it was that it were that jokes were involved and that kind of thing, that's great. Here's another thing we haven't talked about. Let's say 
that other people are their heads are exploding right now. They're like, no, he's a comic, which means everything he says is comedy for some weird ass reason. <laughs> Go back and and th- and look at look at guys, right? Who've been doing this forever. Look at look at uh, who who I'm, I'm forgetting his name right now. Died of heroin. He's on that. He he's been doing it. He was in the '60s. One of the first stand-up comics who made it famous. And I'm totally dropping his name. He got arrested all the time. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, died of heroin. I, he this is a guy. Bill, uh, not Bill Hicks. No, uh, no, no, no. Way before. Way before that. He's on the Mrs. Maybe uh, and all that shit. But uh, I, anyway, that guy. If you go yeah. back and listen, because I I did research Bob on this Newhart. guy. <laughs> <laughs> I know yes. you talk. But my about point is notorious heroin he, addict, Bob Newhart. He's a guy that if you go back and listen to his stuff, he was a guy Lenny Bruce. arrested. Lenny Bruce. Lenny yes. Bruce getting arrested all the time. That guy's that guy's stand up and his humor had such a message. Mm-hmm. It was so specific. I'm not telling you your comedy has to have a message. I'm not saying my comedy has a message. But when that guy was saying awful shit, there was at least some some context to it, right? There was some there was a purpose to it. Right. These guys sitting in a room doing that shit, and I'm not trying to define what comedy is, but I'm sorry, you're on a podcast. Comedy's you're not, not on what stage. you heard there. Yeah, it's yeah. not what I heard. You yeah. know what's interesting? I, I remember I used to I used to run the open mic at Fort Mill. And I remember this white guy uh, got on stage, and one of his fo- one of his first jokes was, and it what none of it was good, but he he got up, and the first thing he said was, "Well, Obama's in the White House. Guess it's the Black House now." Oh, okay, mm-hmm. and then he kept talking, and uh, well, that's a separate one because I'm I'm merging two different people. This other guy got on stage and talked about how much Indian people stink, mm-hmm. and after I. Uh, I listened to him. I got back on because I was the host, and I was like, uh, "That was a Klan rally, right? Mm-hmm. That wasn't that wasn't comedy. You weren't doing jokes." And I say that to say, it's sad. It's sad to say, but I think sometimes comedy is um, comedy is a way or a guise for people to come in and say messed up things that mm-hmm. they feel. Sure. Yeah. And it's like, you know what? I can't just stand and say this, but if I call it comedy, I can say all this shit. It's exactly how I feel. Some people are using comedy as a vehicle to right. spew racist, bigoted nonsense. Totally. And, you know, I hate that people use comedy as a cover in that way. And as of late, there's been a lot of conversation over here in Charlotte specifically about who is and who isn't a comedian. Does everybody in this argument deserve the same protection mm-hmm. that Dave Chappelle uh, right. earns or, or has earned? This, uh, you know, enjoys, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm not sure that's the case. Yeah. And it and it and it frustrates me because I'm someone who's only been in so long who struggles to some degree sometimes uh, calling himself a comic, but. Does everybody fall under the umbrella yeah. so I can just say whatever the so hell So if you grab a microphone, no matter what you say. Suddenly now I'm what? Un- under the protection of this idea that free speech saves me from any repercussion whatsoever. It just I just don't buy it. I just don't buy it. But I think it depends, though. If Dave Chappelle sits on a podcast and says chink, nobody bets an eye. You better really. have a joke behind it. Sure, but he, 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 but would he though? If it's the same context well, that's, and that's, that's Dave Chappelle saying that, 
I mean, it's because I, he's Dave Chappelle. You bring up a good point, goes. but I have to say, I, I'm telling you that I watched a special in the first half of it was pretty uncomfortable, mm-hmm. uncomfortable to me because I don't feel like he told jokes. Yeah. He did that shit about the Michael Jackson victims. I'm just like, yeah. why, why are you picking on these guys without some really, you better, if I'm going to tell a joke about that, I'm going to work the hell out of that joke and make it good. He didn't. Mm-hmm. Not in my opinion, and that, uh, by the way, I'm sure I'm going to get a million sort of messages from this. This Probably. is well, my good because we wanted to spruce up the feedback. Yeah, yeah but so it's like that's fine. so. Yeah, I mean, is he going to is he going to uh, in, enjoy a certain leeway that that Shane? Who the hell is Gillis? Oh, 100 percent, he is. Yeah. Right, it's who the hell is Ryan Davis? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but listen, I'm all for the sanctity of, of comedy and comedians and them being able to push the envelope. But again, I stand by that, that everyone doesn't get to live under the umbrella of that protection. Every comedian, everything that comes out of their mouth doesn't deserve to be protected. And in one of the most unfortunate set of ironies, I think the other two cast members were Asian. That they brought on, yeah. right? What, wasn't that a weird, that ironic? Didn't do any favors. The first time man, in yeah. SNL's history, <laughs> they not only bring on one Asian person, they bring it on two, and this dude. Yeah. <laughs> like that is bad time. Crazy. If I've ever seen. I was sent another article where they were like, "Hey, SNL makes history. First Asian <laughs> guy," and they had a different picture of an Asian dude on it. A wasn't him. Asian. Oh no. Ah! Yes, I'll send it. I'll show it to you. No. On the break. Oh, that's not great. So, but and there was that weird yeah. little. Conspiracy theorist part of me is like, did SNL know? And they said, we need to hire two agents because we're going to catch some backlash on what this dude said. <laughs> Maybe they already knew and said, Maybe. let's couch it with two Asian people. Right. I, but I'm sure it was just it happened to be that way. But uh, that, it's certainly a big topic of conversation. Yeah. yeah. I will say, and I, I'm agree, Jason, with you 100%. If you're going to get on stage or get on a podcast, I'm being honest. Get on a podcast or get on stage or whatever and say dumb stuff. You know, you deserve whatever happens to you. I also think the audience. Popular things. Yeah, yeah. To your point about the, you know, Indian people stink, you know, uh, don't take that clip out of context, but. You're fine. um, You're canceled. (laughs) But there's the idea of punching up and not punching down. You know what I mean? You don't, you know, you don't kick, you don't punch down, you punch upward. You know, at the at the people in power or at you know whatever. As a comic, it's not it's not becoming to with the right punch joke. Downward. It doesn't right. matter. Right. Fair. You yes. know, I would think I would think in a general, and I'm cutting you off. I'm sorry. No, it's but right. Like in, a, in in general terms, yeah, yeah. I don't you don't want to you know punch down. I I mean, yeah. I get what the idea of that is, but if it's the right joke and you're and it's a brilliant joke. That kind of thought Anthony, goes out the look, window. Look at Anthony Jessel, man. Right. right. Yeah. Look at that catalog of material. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, Daniel I, Tosh, dude, that guy is brilliant. He's brilliant. Yeah. He's one of my favorite comics. That guy is hysterical, and he says some of the most awful shit you're yeah. ever going to hear. But what I hate about it is, again, it spawned this whole generation of cheap yep. imitation guys right. Right. Yeah. that are right. like trying to be Daniel Tosh, but yeah. they suck. So really, they're just having little clan rallies. I it, it so it's like I like them, but I hate what they've inspired. But yeah. and you bring up a good point when you asked about Chappelle, and I know we'll get back to your point because I know That's you right. were making a point. It is because I had another friend, Ike, mm-hmm. uh, Ike mm-hmm. Eikenberry, who yeah. who's a, a comedian and Eagles and, fan. Uh, Ike Eikenberry, Eagles fly, fan. Eagles fly. 
He brought up another point, and I don't want and don't <laughs> let this define. I don't want to speak for Ike, but he yeah. in our conversation about this, he brought it up. He said if Shane Gillis has a following that's similar to Chappelle or anybody else, is he in this situation? And it's an interesting question because maybe not because maybe that guy is more established and therefore, you know that that clip that you shared maybe has a you know a litany of other examples yeah. of him doing that and being that guy because at the end of it he goes man we really need to leave these guys alone mm-hmm. he doesn't do that and I I'm just saying that maybe there's something to that you know but uh, I as far as I know about this guy and everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's not there. Well, uh, you know, I think that, you know, there's room for different opinions on this because I've heard comics, um, you know, that I respect. Norm MacDonald. I mean, that's, yeah. that dude is probably on my Mount Rushmore. Sure, of course. Of yeah. comedies. And he he kind of came in defending uh, Shane Gillis on, on Twitter. And, you know, some other comics that I respect were like, who needs SNL and it ain't funny anyway and all this stuff. So there's definitely room uh, for different opinions on this, but you guys tune in for ours, and that yeah, is, uh, right. you know, that's how we feel. Maybe we'll have somebody with with a different view on it um, on at some point because it is an interesting conversation, and I don't profess to be right or know it all about right. this. And it's not going anywhere. Either, it's not. So it going will be interesting. To- I think it's going to get more, much like our political system. I think the, these battle lines are going to continue to be more well right. defined. And people and, are really taking sides. On and it's thing. a good, it's a good time. I know, you know, I don't know if a break's coming up, but you look mm-hmm. at Bill Burr, right? Mm-hmm. So Bill Burr's special, the whole tone of it was exactly this conversation of, uh, here's what I'm gonna say. Y'all are gonna get mad at it, no matter what I say. But here's my, here's my joke. And then he goes on to say some kind of, some kind of crazy shit. But he, but it's all he starts from a personal perspective goes into the grander uh, conversation mm-hmm. and there's jokes and it's joke after joke after joke. It's his it's his sort of stamp. It's his brand on all those jokes. So I, I'm actually a kind of a much bigger supporter of that because I think he stuck to what he does and how this guy has said some of the crazy shit, especially about race and things like that. Mm-hmm. And from a yeah. and it very fascinating and an and amazing perspective it's been so funny but we said it earlier and i think that again we have to say um that at least for me and i think you as well we're not saying people don't have the right to punch up to punch down Mm -hmm. to punch whatever direction they want to take their comedic expression in any direction they want to right that does not afford you the right to every opportunity Mm mm-hmm you know, because, it, you know, if an SNL or whatever says, yeah, but that's not us, you got to be at peace with that. Right. You got to be at peace with that. Like Dave Chappelle, like I said, for everything you've said about Dave Chappelle, he has shown a willingness to walk away. Right. Yeah. You know what? Hey, I did it. F you. You don't like it. Fine. Mm-hmm. But he's not on the back end going, woe is me. Mm-hmm. The Oscars should have invited me. Right. He's like he's he's dying on that hill. Totally. Some opportunities aren't going to be his and the guy seems okay with it. And because he's okay with that, I'm okay with that. Any person who wanted to get a job and then they looked at your Facebook page and said, "Oof, that's maybe not exactly the the guy that we want here representing us." Yeah. It's not that different. Mm-mm. Yeah. 
So, I mean, so the maybe kid, it is. I don't know. It's just no, it's that's not. an example that came to me just now. But it's like, yeah, people look at stuff and you're like, oh, well, you're, you don't exactly represent what we're doing here. So maybe not. I saw somebody on Twitter and I wish I could shout her out because I, I, I but I forget it. Uh, forget her name on there. But she said, uh, I'm old enough to remember when cancel culture was just called consequences. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. But now everyone's going to cry about it. All the people who are talking about it, it's exactly right. Cancel culture is the worst thing in the world. It's like, no, you just said yeah. shitty things and yeah. people don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> like NBC is like, yo, no, you no. can't be under the peacock. That's what it is. Yeah, that's like all you, it is. Like you gotta, you gotta know what you're applying for. This is the magic of comedians. There's a lot of shows out there talking about comedy is the most unique thing in the world. So if you're a stand-up comedian, you live under this umbrella where it's magical and you can say and do whatever you want. And anytime anyone complains, you can go, "But it's comedy," you know. Mm-hmm. I, I, that's not. I don't know why that's the thing. It's like one of those Mario Kart stars where you get it. You just go everywhere. Yeah, you're the star. You do whatever you want. For thirty seconds, you have. For thirty seconds, you get to say any shit you want because it's comedy time. You know. So, but anyway, we got plenty more to talk about. So it's a good time for a break. Maybe not comedy. The next. We may not be back after what we said in the first segment. We got to check with the sponsors. But if we are back, we'll be back. Soreness and pain isn't always the result of activity. This is a 60-second wellness tip powered by Ortho Carolina. Prolonged sitting in a car or at your job aggravates muscles and joints and can cause pain. A standing desk can help. The key to alleviating the discomfort that sitting can cause is changing positions more frequently during the day. Alternating between sitting and standing at your desk, in addition to taking walk breaks and stretching, can work to loosen those tight muscles and joints. The perfect standing desk should be high enough so your computer keyboard is at elbow level and your monitor at face level to avoid neck strain. Before you start standing at your desk, take into consideration any knee or foot injuries and wear flat, comfortable shoes. This has been your 60-second wellness tip, powered by Ortho Carolina, official team physicians of the Carolina Panthers and proud sponsor of the Queen City Podcast Network. For more tips or to make an appointment, visit orthocarolina.com. International Podcast Day is September 30th, and you can help spread the word. You may be asking, what can I do to get involved? It's pretty simple. Head over to internationalpodcastday.com and check the suggestions. Then use hashtag International Podcast Day to join the conversation. You can reach out and connect with other podcasters, listeners, and your favorite podcast hosts. Remember September 30th, International Podcast Day, a day-long celebration of the power of podcasts. Welcome back. Uh, We didn't get canceled. Oh my God, really? That I thought, honestly, we were right on the edge. I thought they might pull the plug on this. I thought one of the corporate folks was going to run in the room and snatch the cord out. They're standing out there with their arms crossed right they now. They are. It's uncomfortable, but we, but we, at least you Not can quick. hear us, which is the best we can do. <laughs> we don't know if this will air, really, but we're here doing it, so that's a good start. I know a guy. I'm pretty sure it'll air. They're humoring us. <laughs> <laughs> they're letting us finish it. So, uh, But, uh, Brian, you, you, said, you said it was a, something you wanted to say about Twitter. Before. Yeah. I, I, we are giving way too much weight 
to, and I know that this uh, this feels obvious, but I'm going to throw a number at you. We're giving way too much weight to what happens on Twitter. Mm. How many Twitter accounts do you think there are in the United States? 10 million. Well, now you've gone too low. You blew my point. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, 100 million. Uh, there, as of uh, September 2019, so this month, uh, there are 68 million monthly active Twitter users mm. in the United States. Okay. There are 300 million people in the U.S. How many of those 68 million accounts do you feel like belong to companies and you know, news organizations and stuff? Maybe 20 to 30 percent mm-hmm. of those. So we're talking about 40 million people on Twitter mm-hmm. of the 300 million people in the United States. Like Twitter is like... The people have been ruined on Twitter because people have come after them. People have, you know, for whatever, you know, they've tweeted something stupid. Granted, they've said something stupid. They deserve a certain amount of blowback. But how much weight are we putting to the thing, that, you know, that takes place? I, I, I think it would be... With less than a third of the country. I understand what Twitter. you're saying, but I would love to know what the statistics are for all of social media, whether that is Facebook. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, WhatsApp, all that stuff. Black people meet, so <laughs> BPM, I'm on there. <laughs> I, that, George and Monty. That's right. That's right. I watch. I watch. Uh, you get <laughs> but nobody, I mean, like, you know, a comic doesn't get fired or somebody doesn't get fired over a, I mean some people do over a, a Facebook post but when you hear about some sort of blowback something horrible happening to someone it's a tweet yeah but when the tweets are going to run on MSNBC when the tweets are going to run on the stuff that everybody consumes but that's what gives it weight the fact that they put it on those other mediums right if Twitter was just at the, if Twitter was 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 uh, what was the first uh uh, MySpace, oh. <laughs> right? Exactly. MySpace. If Twitter was MySpace and nobody was paying any any attention, how many people say stupid shit on MySpace all the time, probably, and nobody even knows about? But it? it's, I mean, it's just the world we live in. I mean, I think it, it's like Gallup polls. What do they, what do they do? Right, a hundred thousand people, yeah. if that. I yeah. think they do like fifty thousand. But people. honestly, if you don't know how to use Twitter, should we value your opinion? That's fair. That's I guess fair. not. You're old. You're detached. <laughs> but I, but I'm saying on a much smaller, uh, mm-hmm. you know, demog- demographic or whatever. Sure, it's uh, democratic. Uh, democratic. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 we make a lot bigger decisions based on that than than 68 million, for sure. 40 mm-hmm. million. So yeah, sure. And that was that was your point. Ultimately, but, right? but my point is just that Twitter's not the the you know. I don't feel like the Twitter's the be all and the end all. Like you know, oh, it's on Twitter. Everybody must feel this way. Mm. Less than a third of the of the way less than a third of the country. Probably a sixth of the country is on Twitter, mm-hmm. and where you know we're making decisions and 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 you know it's just it's too much weight on one mm-hmm. on one thing. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, think I, I don't think I agree with that though. Because I, just for the simple fact that that we do that, you know, Gallup that they do polls and things like that, which a mu- with a much smaller, uh, you know, test group. Well, but at least that make that. that but it's a scientifically based test group, right? Sure, it's, but I think yeah. you know, forty million, you know, people who are and mm-hmm. and you know, frankly, what we're talking about is probably more like a hundred thousand people who are commenting or. or mm-hmm. Engaged in whatever the topic is. I mean, I yeah, the sixty-eight million accounts use it every month. You right. Know what I mean? so Did you count Black Twitter? 
I did not. Okay. Well, I just said <laughs> what was from. Because that I is, just, I just think that's a that's probably a, a, an ample amount of people to to get the pulse of what people think is happening. I mean, is it exactly what everybody thinks? Probably not, but I don't think it's. I think it's it's the pulse. I, in my opinion, I don't know. And is I, it the pulse or is it the pulse of a certain demographic? Yeah, I think it's the pulse of. Uh, I don't know a lot a of old lot. people on Twitter. Like they just. They're not there. My I, dad I, just got on Twitter. It kind of ruined Twitter for me, honestly. My really? dad's eighty. Really? My dad doesn't. He need to should be not be. He does not. That's not a place for a man his age. I would say there's a lot more old people on Facebook. Yes. And I, and yeah. I think, I think if you if you get separate uh, the different social media apps, I think you're going to get slightly different demographic yeah. from all of them. But I also think you're not going to get a big swing between them mm. on how people feel about them and who's vocal about them. Yeah. But I might be wrong. I don't I don't know, but my hunch is we we do this kind of shit all the time and and it, it informs elections and shit. I think mm. I think we can rely it, it, with some degree of certainty that that's generally how the public feels about things. I don't know. It's interesting. It's an interesting thought. Yeah. Cuz I honestly don't know. Yeah. But I, there's one thing I do know. Oh boy. That this was one of the craziest weeks in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, guys. Yes, it was. This Good is all I really grief. want to talk about. I humored you all with that. Other <laughs> yeah, shit. sure. Yeah. This this week, okay, um, I can't remember <laughs> a week like this. We had everything from, we talked about Antonio Brown last week, okay? New allegations have, have, have surfaced. Mm. Oh, yeah. Is that matter more of than fact, the one? We, well, that it, it really we didn't cover that because it broke. That's right. You broke the news <laughs> yes. after we went off the yeah, air. Yeah, we really yeah. should have come back in and yeah. taped some more because after we got off the air, Jason goes, "You guys are not <laughs> going to believe this." Uh, yeah. And yeah. I said, "Antonio Brown, I promise I'll believe it." Yeah. And then he told me, and I was like, "I can't believe it." <laughs> <laughs> he, right. he was right. I could not believe yeah. it. <clears throat> A former trainer, right? I guess with the Steelers. Mm-hmm. I don't think I think she was an independent. I don't think she worked for no, the no she didn't work for his, while his trainer, he was yeah. with the tr- the Steelers. Yeah. Yes, correct. Would have had to be, I guess. But yeah. yeah, so she alleged that he raped her. Yeah. Said that he raped her. And then not only that, all this other weird stuff now surfaces where it's like this doctor is saying that he was doing something for Antonio Brown and he just continuously farted in his face. Yeah. <laughs> which which honestly made me. <laughs> it's awful. It's I, awful, I, I, but I also. I didn't handle that appropriately. Okay, I'm here to say. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I I laughed for two minutes before I said, that's messed up. You can't, you <laughs> you can't, can't fart in your fart doctor's face. face. And then, but then I saw the video, to be honest, and he didn't really fart in his face. Wait, there's video? There's a video. There's a video. <laughs> There's video Why? of this. <laughs> oh the doctors like got some little uh, thing. You know, you remember they do your heart. Is he like, I'm assuming Antonio's in the stirrups? No. no. He's, <laughs> that's the thing. It wasn't a proctologist, which is, if you said it was your proctologist, I'm like, yeah. there's a good chance he farted in his face. <laughs> but this guy was not that. He's standing there with something that looks like a stethoscope or something, pressing it on Antonio Brown's chest. The cameraman's video recording. Why is there? And, and whatever he's doing, he's checking him out, and he's off to the side a little bit. And he's holding his arm out, doing the things on Antonio Brown's chest. And Antonio Brown's like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah I, yes. so, so, so why is there a camera in, in there a, a medical examination? Like, 
Like the cameraman's just sitting there laughing like, oh, Antonio. Crazy. The fart gag again. He's he does this all Brown. the time. Did you read Why? the te- Did you read the text that he was sending to the to the girl? Yes. Whew. Disturbing. Disturbing stuff. Grammar. Wait, what are you talking <laughs> about? The grammar was disturbing. It was awful. Those texts, the content of those texts, how he wrote them, how aggressive they were, it was absolutely disturbing. It's just bizarre. Yeah. And and aggressive and awful. And then the Patriots release a statement and go, "Had we known." <laughs> like Bob Kraft, they said Bob, they, Bob Kraft was asked, and he said, "Had we known, uh, we wouldn't, we wouldn't have picked up Antonio." Didn't he okay. score a touchdown for them this week? Yeah, you, you could bench yeah. him now if you wanted. Yeah. What are you talking what? about? Yeah. What is? Uh, what? You could uh, release him. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, uh, no, he's already on the team. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, sorry. Now we got to play him and take advantage of his. Yeah, well, that's the uh, Patriot. I, Brady, I want to say Brady's first five passes were thrown his way or something. Yeah, I know like because I benched yeah. him in my fantasy. Yeah, Antonio, that was the other... Antonio Brown doesn't have it any other way. <laughs> well, can I also say, and this is a moment of total candor, I, I've already admitted that I laughed when he farted at the doctor. Now I'm admitting that when Jason told me, <laughs> this is hard, when Jason told me that Antonio Brown had been accused of rape, okay, the first thing I said to myself was, uh, that is awful, okay? And then I quickly pivoted to, I just traded for him in my dynasty. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I cannot believe I traded for this Were you season. here the last segment? <laughs> <laughs> we just went over this. I'm not saying I'm proud of it. Oh. I, I'm not, and I may have to release a statement, like a Shane <laughs> Gillis-like eh, half apology. Uh, I thought... I got to try to trade him before anybody else finds out about this. I was I was thinking about my fantasy team. I was. And this is a this issue is serious as hell. It is. And and I hope they get to <laughs> I hope they get to, I hope they get to the bottom of what happened. I think there's room for me to also hope I can trade him first. No one's gonna no. No one's gonna judge you for. Yeah, no, I think you could have to. be. I think everyone, could, everyone personalizes these things. I would love for the NFL to just tell me personally what the results are. Right. Then you can make. And then give me two weeks. Let me try to move him, and then release tell, it to the my le- the public. More importantly, my league mates. Yeah. Good. And I. How many leagues do you have? Six. Six leagues. Mm-hmm. I feed my family with this stuff, guys. Yeah. In how many leagues do you own Antonio Bray? Two. And the Dynasty League. <laughs> if it were one, yeah. you could have gotten <laughs> off the hook. And the thing is, with the Dynasty Leagues, he's yours forever. Forever. Yeah. Forever. Ooh. It's not like next year I get a clean slate where I can go get the non-rapists. This guy's on my team. Much like the Patriots, who they apparently can't get rid of him. <laughs> Apparently, because <laughs> Bob Kraft said, uh, "You know, now yeah. this is a league that will cut you tomorrow, right? Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, right. You, know, you can sign a ten-year contract; they'll cut you tomorrow. Yeah, you kneel during the the national. That's right. They will <laughs> cut your ass tomorrow. Okay, but this is just not. But that brings up a larger, a larger point, and we haven't even gotten to the other reasons this week was crazy. Everybody got hurt, mm-hmm. but yeah. uh, you know, it brings up a larger point, and I had told some people this in a conversation about Kaepernick. And I said, people have to start being honest with themselves about what they're watching. Mm -hmm. This is not a social justice organization. 
Right. This yeah. isn't an organization that cares about social justice. We've seen that. This uh, you and for people to go, oh well, this is, you know, this is. Uh, I'm done now. They got the rapists on the team. I'm done. So all that other You're shit, everything done. else you were down with. These yeah, guys were getting their brains rattled around for thirty years, and the NFL was like, uh, uh, I don't see a connection. Yeah, Ben like, Roethlisberger. Will, Will Smith had to get on the big screen with a terrible African accent for people telling me the truth. He had to do that. For some people to go, <laughs> this shit's there's a connection here. Yeah. Okay, what I'm saying is, be real with yourself about what you are watching. The NFL is a profit-consumed mm-hmm. entity. It's a business. Okay, it's a business. Because guess what? Yeah. We talk about Colin Kaepernick kneeling. Here's what that comes down to: his talent level didn't match what folks considered right. the distraction. Mm-hmm. If he was as good as Patrick Mahomes, he'd be on a team right now. Yeah, kneeling for the national anthem wouldn't have meant shit. It wouldn't have meant shit. And the NFL, these guys are not patriots, and I don't mean it in the team sense. Right. I mean it in the you know America sense. These guys are not patriots in that way. If they thought that social justice and black issues sold tickets, Al Sharpton would be the commissioner. Right. Okay? They don't care. Mm-hmm. They don't care. So you have to understand what you're watching and stop, like, it's just going to create this tension within you if you keep waiting for them to do the right thing. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to, that is a direction you point, that is an arrow you point at the legal system, the justice, the government, all those things that should be trafficking in morality. But the government's the least patriotic they entity are. that I know of. They are, but if you're advocating for change in a real way, right. that's where it's at. Mm-hmm. The NFL is just here to make us go, yeah, and for me to count my fantasy points. Right. I don't look to it for anything else. Yeah. It's almost like when a musician releases a statement and they go, I can't believe he would say something that dumb. Well, I can. He was here to sing. <laughs> like, yeah, right. like, like when Tiger yeah. Woods, like Norm MacDonald had that bit like, Tiger Woods cheated on his wife, and here I was thinking he was the best golfer on earth. <laughs> <laughs> like, Brilliant. I'm here for the touchdowns, yeah. man. Yeah. I'm here, I Listen, the justice system needs to do what they're supposed to do, but when he's on that field, mm-hmm. I got cash to make. Okay? I'm Now, listen, and, and you can all make your decision. I wouldn't have Antonio Brown on my team. I don't begrudge anybody for that. But don't get on me. Because I'm still watching the NFL yeah, right. after they didn't bring back Kaepernick, or I'm still right. watching the NFL I, I after they have this guy or that guy. I, we knew what this league was 30 years ago. Sure, I appreciate the illusion of professional sports for kids. Mm. That I'm, okay. I'm, I'm in support of that. Okay, but beyond that, I'm, a, I'm 100 behind you. Like, let's, let's the standard to which we're supposed to be holding these people and to, to. What ultimately they are a lot of times, obviously not every single one of them. Yeah, those things don't match. There's no way they match yeah. it, it, at all. And people and people act as if they 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 not if they should because you know I, listen I would love if they did, sure. But as if they ever will, like you don't hold your breath right. on that. Yeah, but they're no different, you know, as a business than it, there's you know a couple thousand players in the NFL. You know, if you took you know a couple thousand players in the NFL and a couple thousand Home Depot employees, mm-hmm. and compared their legal troubles, they would be very, very similar. Sure, right, right, right. right. You know, the difference is yeah. obviously that the, the you know Home Depot employees don't 
work on you know on TV every Sunday and score right. points. And well, in fairness TV. too, um, I I kind of agree with that, but also I think whenever we look at these situations, a lot of times the the place that I start, or at least it's a part of my my consideration, is the CTE. Because, of you know, Home Depot employees aren't getting their heads slammed against trucks for, for eight hours a day. In terms of legal issues, though, you're talking so No, just in terms of the things that happen. Because I thought you were saying that there's not that much difference between the shit no, these guys get into. No, in terms of the legal issues. You know, if you took, you know, I would be, I would be willing to bet that the number of quote-unquote rapists in the NFL would be fairly similar numbers-wise to a similar number of of any group of people, lawyers or Home Depot employees or, you know, whatever. You take 2,000 human beings in one group and 2,000 human beings in the next, and there's going to be people with DUIs and people with mm-hmm. uh, domestic violence issues and people B- uh, Bill who Burr don't pay their taxes. Bill Burr a bit about that where it's just like, yeah, these guys, there's so, they're some. Yeah. Now, once you start to add media and millions and millions of dollars, that probably affects that well, number. Right. And add the fact that their literal job is violence. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, this is yeah. what they do for yeah. a living. Yeah. In the same way that I'm an attorney, and a lot of times I process ways the ways an attorney does, Right. right. if my job was total violence, maybe my problem solving looks a little different than mm-hmm. the guy that works at Home Depot. Yeah. Sure. It's what they ask me to do every week. And that's the other thing I say to people, too, is, you know, when you look at the behavior and everything else, it's like, oh, my God, I'm appalled. He did something crazy. Yeah. Yeah. He does their job is violence crazy. and yeah. their heads and their yeah. brains do that yeah. against their skulls all yeah. the time. Not like, you're not going to get some different results. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Not that they should be given, a, you know, uh, any special treatment. No, but I, no, but, no. But what I'm saying, but not special treatment in that sense, but treatment. Sure. It, it, that that some of the inquiry needs to involve. Hey, let's can we check? Like, let's check right. here because sure. of what we ask him to do every week. Right. Like, we watch a blood sport. Like, I, I think people and when they hop on the morality horse, in some ways, they're trying to remove themselves from what they are partaking in. Mm-hmm. These guys are doing this because we like to see it. Mm-hmm. We like to see these people, largely from impoverished backgrounds come in here and bash their heads against each other. Mm-hmm. Make the pe- make your peace with the fact that that's what you like to see. Mm-hmm. You don't get to say, I want to see that every week, and then go, oh, but he's kneeling, and oh, the kids. Right, and, right, right. Really? The kids? Like You're right. Really? There, there is something where if everybody all came together and everyone nodded their heads, did we everyone know what we're doing here? Everybody in agreement what's happening right now. If we can all agree on that, that would feel a lot better than how it feels right now. It's because, a lot of, because there's a lot of smoke and mirrors on trying to tell us it's something that it isn't, yeah. disguising it as something that it's not. You're, I'll, I mean, these guys get their knee shot out backwards and they go, man, he got dinged up. Who? Yeah. yeah. He got his bell rung. Yeah. Who's the backup? <laughs> Who's the backup? Yeah. And is he on my fantasy yeah. team? Yeah. Who's the backup? You know what I mean? That's, that, all, that, yeah. that's exactly what we do. Yeah. So it's like it's a lot easier to go how dare he than how dare I. Yeah. Because it, because you're not wrong with the Antonio Brown thing. How many people heard about Antonio Brown and, and said, well, God, you know, well, that Josh Gordon's still there, right? He's still going to be good. Or you know, a, any number of people who did some shitty thing, and it's just like there's almost not a thought about what just happened. It's about what's the answer to the team issue next, which is I think part of the culture of why yeah. 
so much of this shit is is hidden. They try to cover it up. They and try to do the Patriots had a serial put killer it underneath. Their roster. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, and look, I mean, and also, I mean, for a lot of people, this is their fix. You know, amongst yeah. industrialized countries, we work the most, we vacation the least, we get the least maternity leave, we get the least paternity leave. All of these things. So if you look at other countries, guess what's not a thing? Football, mm-hmm. soccer, and these more these less physical contact and stuff. So for a lot of folks, you they don't want you messing with their fix. Mm-hmm. Like this life is hard, particularly in this country, and we don't want you messing with our fix. And when you get down on your knee or you talk about other stuff, uh, we don't want to hear it. And yeah. for a lot of people, even with the rape stuff, oh, we don't know what she did, and we don't want to hear it because they don't want you messing around with their fix. Right. Which is a shame. It is a shame. But, oh, I got the Antonio Brown fart video. I know you got <laughs> oh my God. For, for me to pull that up, so I'll, I'll go ahead and put it on here. here it. It is. Hold it to the front of that mic. The other friend. There you go. <laughs> I didn't even get that when you're so mean there. It's pretty freaking low. Because of bodybuilders, this is ah. pretty freaking low. I gotta stay away. Damn, my bad. Damn. Oh, shit. My bad. <laughs> Oh, you bumped it. I oh, think. my bad. Why? Oh, yeah. So anyway, that, so Why? that was that Why was does one that of, video exists. Now this video is <laughs> only twenty eight seconds long. There were at least two more farts. <laughs> now you only heard the first fart. Yeah. But the other two were pretty similar in duration, uh, pretty similar in location. You know, I come down pretty hard on at least in this episode of, on comedy, but I, I I just will not come down hard on a fart. Always funny. Farts are funny every time. Listen, there are plenty of things to castigate Mr. Brown. <laughs> okay? But that fart Why? video, I just laughed. I just it's laughed. Un- it's unhealthy to hold that in. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. And, he, and it probably didn't even stink that much. I mean, the guy's a physical specimen. He's eating veggies and fiber and fruit. Is he a vegetarian? That's... His body looks like he is. Yeah, if that's I, you know, the case. Now, if I, you know... If it get a lineman up there, that's a little more offensive. Those <laughs> guys are 300 pounds and eat steaks and potatoes and shit fair. all the time. That's fair. Antonio Brown is grass-fed. So <laughs> it's not I'm just saying. But if you were to get farted by, you, <laughs> <laughs> if you're picking your fart, you want an Antonio Brown fart versus an Aaron Donald fart. You see what I'm saying? That's the only point I'm making. If it were Aaron Donald, I'd have been a little more offended. William the Refrigerator Perry. If, now, listen. Hey, man. You're now, wise, now you can send him to jail for that. That, that, that. that. You said murder. Absolutely. So, and, and, you know, there's a lot of ways this thing goes. Uh, of course, the Patriots said, uh, we don't care about any of this. Yeah. And we'll see you on Sunday. And they're right. waiting for the NFL to do something because they're not going to do a damn thing about that. No, they're not. So uh, Patriot there's, way, there's a lot of injuries. A lot so of we injuries. Lost, we lost Drew Brees. Oh, dude, it's like a, a memorial. Yeah. Like we should do one of those memorial <laughs> montages for all these quarterbacks. Drew Brees, mm-hmm. out. Out. Uh, ben Roethlisberger, out. Ben Roethlisberger is out. For the season. For the season. We'll talk about that in a second. Mm-hmm. I did think their backup looked good, though. Actually, well, I can't wait to talk about it. Had a couple sharp cool. Trevor Simeon. Trevor Simeon. Back well, up. L- no, let's do it with oh, the starter. Yeah, so <laughs> right? <Donald's laughs> <laughs> right, because we got to go two levels with some of these. <laughs> so Sam Darnold got mono. Who gets mono? Who's he making out with? Yo, I didn't, I was. I asked my wife. I'm like, have you ever had mono? She started laughing. She's like, what? I had I was it. like, are you for real? You've yeah, had I mononucleosis? Had yeah. It's the worst. 
I just heard you sleep a lot. I'm wrong on that. No, you feel like a truck. I, I, I was sleeping. You feel like a truck? You feel like a truck hit you. Oh, I sl- oh so it's I was Mondays. Sl- I was sleeping. I had it when I was on my internship coming out of college. Right, exactly. And I lived in a small efficiency <laughs> apartment. The bathroom was 15 feet from the bed, right? And I was sleeping like 22 hours a day. I'd get up to go to the bathroom and come back and be completely exhausted. So I was you're on like, vacation is what mono is. But you don't feel like it. Mm. You, you, it's the worst. It, it is so you're just totally worst. fatigued. Yes. It's a flu. Is there any pain it's involved? It's worse than the flu. No, you're just, you're just knocked out. You're just done. You got no, there's no energy. There's no. I gotta be honest, man. That doesn't sound. I did not feel right for a year after I had it. A year? Yeah. So if he's on any of your fantasy teams, be aware he ain't gonna feel Uh, right. Sam Donald wasn't on it. (laughs) (laughs) He plays for the New York Jets. That's right. You win. Adam Gase. (laughs) (laughs) No. They did give an indefinite sort of. Timeline on him. I know it's right? not good. They man. didn't. They didn't give a time frame. They weren't like, "He'll be back in two weeks." They didn't do that. No, it's not like I know of. you know. You need the flu, it, or, or like you know, you've got the flu. It needs to run, run its work its way through your system. You're, you're. He, he's flattened his back for a minimum of two weeks, and it's contagious, right? Like he's quarantined. initially, it's contagious. For like the first, the, my understanding of it is before you realize you have it. That's when you're contagious, when you start to feel yeah. like you've got it. That's what they call it's it's the kissing disease, right? Yeah. That's Did you get I it from kissing? I, it's very unlikely. <laughs> <laughs> I know the wife. Thank you, right. The I wife was, listens. I yeah. Well, no, she was like 11 when I got it. I, I didn't even well, know her. Whoa, whoa, wait a second. <laughs> whoa, Antonio. No, I didn't know her. I didn't know her, Brian. I didn't know her then. What are you, a pitcher for the Pirates? <laughs> All right, uh, Brian Kelly. Speaking Jeez, of. Please, slow that, down, that brother. creepy guy. But anyway. Yeah, oh, so. but, but that that's not where the list stops. Drew Brees. Out. Somehow, every Philadelphia Eagle besides Carson Wentz is out. And he's always yeah. hurt. Yeah. Deshaun Jackson, Alshon Jeffries, Dak Goder, everybody's hurt. So this is just a – and I think that – oh, and, and James Connor got knocked out of the quit. Andrew Luck quit. James Conner. Uh, I busted think up he'll be self. back uh, this week. Uh, uh, Jalen Ramsey wants out of Jacksonville. J- and that, right. And those <laughs> are just the physical outs. Yeah. Yeah. Now let's, we got guys that are like, uh, I'm out. Yeah. Which yeah. is, which is J- uh, Ramsey – which is Minka Fitzpatrick. Minka Fitzpatrick comes to the Steelers. That's a big deal. <sighs> I was. Let me tell you how bad I wanted him. Mm. Yeah. I know how that sounds, <laughs> and I mean for it how it sounds. Yeah, good. I wanted that man on the Philadelphia Eagles. I had a bit of an erection when I heard about it, so yeah. I, I was really in on this. <laughs> and I said, That's "All you got, Will, is a bit of an erection. <laughs> maybe a permanent condition. Right. Maybe I got mono, but." Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, Brian. What just happened to this? It's all right, it's fine. What happened to this podcast? Yeah, I mean, you just get tired. You can make fun of one of those. Yeah, right? of course. They won't cancel me for that, <laughs> right? Uh, I don't think so. But. I don't think so. But uh, yeah, like you got, you have players now, and some of the folks in the NFL are complaining that this is becoming like the NBA, where guys can just demand that they want out. And that's it. Like they say, trade me. The guy from the Redskins, the left like tackle, Bell started this. Bell, yeah. maybe the case. What, uh, well, uh, kind of, well, really, how many years ago Eli Manning started this? Because he got drafted and said, I am not, uh, not playing, playing for people. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not playing for the San Diego Chargers. Yeah. So you can forget that shit. But and Archie said the same thing. Nobody gave a shit, though. Right? Nobody really cared. Yeah, nobody cared. But now. And he just got benched. And he just got benched. Daniel Jones is the starter now. As I think. The Daniel Jones? The Daniel Whoa. Jones wow. of the Jones and them. And you Look know what I think? The Giants. I think he's going to take off, and, and I think Rudolph is going to take off. Now, are these guys going to have. The, the, they're going to have Rudolph's Mahomes? Good. 
Yeah, I do, actually. You think they're not going to have Mahomes seasons? But I think both of them are going to do better than these aging quarterbacks. Hold up. What's the problem with Asian quarterbacks? (laughs) (laughs) Haven't we already had this conversation, Jason? It's, it's, (laughs) yeah. Did you see what just aging. happened? Aging. <laughs> I'm an. Oh, I'm being an ageist. I thought right you said now. Asian quarterbacks. No. I'm like, give the guys a chance. But you, t- okay, I, I'm with you. Sure, sure, saying? yeah, we're back at it. No, no, no. I think <laughs> I think uh, Deion Sanders. He he made the the statement that uh, Roethlisberger was wasn't in it and he'll retire before the end of the season. The next game, his elbow hurt so bad he had to leave the game. My elbow hurts. Roethlisberger says he's not done though. He said he's coming back. Sure. Next thirty-eight. Year. 38? Yeah. These guys are playing till they're old, too. Yeah. He's he's 38, and then when he came in, I believe it was uh, little Tommy Maddox was a quarterback. Yeah. Mm -hmm. After the first game, Mm -hmm. and went 15-1. and Yeah. Wow. So this might be 15 years later. Yeah. Rudolph takes them. Yep. Well, I'll tell you right now, after last night, it ain't going to be Cleveland. Because I thought, and shouts out to Todd Riley, I thought these were better days for him. Because he's a huge Cleveland Browns fan. They kind of beat up on the Jets, though, didn't they? I didn't, I didn't see the yeah, game. Baker but Mayfield looked not good. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> yes. They were disguising oh. coverages. Apparently, Baker Mayfield has this kryptonite to where if you do one thing and then you switch it at any point. Uh, you can't figure it out. <laughs> he is completely Whoops. disoriented. <laughs> like, he, he, like what? He was over there, and now he's over there. Oh, <laughs> he throw the ball to the stands. Like oh, they yeah. can do that. They can. They're move allowed their to change <laughs> in the middle of the play. They're allowed to move. <laughs> I thought these guys had to stay there. That's what they did I in Baker college. Mayfield. They stayed there in college. But uh, right, yeah. when we played Baylor, they didn't move <laughs> those guys around. Nobody <laughs> moved. These guys are crossing and crossing. And <laughs> he was just, he was completely. <laughs> so he did not look good. Remember, the Browns kind of pulled away at the end. But for the first three quarters, it was neck and neck with a team that had Trevor Simeon at quarterback. Oof. I'm just saying Cleveland's offensive line is bad. Baker Mayfield, ah. Uh, I don't know. Didn't I thought he was the guy. I don't know anymore. Miles Garrett, I think, had five sacks, though. Yeah, and like five roughing the passers. He, <laughs> a, he was, I don't know what was up with him. I don't know nice. what. Yeah, like he was flopping on top of Matter of fact, I think he might have been the one that broke homie's ankle. Uh, oh, shit, really? Yeah, I, yeah, I but it, it, I don't remember. But that was a cleaner hit. But, yeah, Miles Garrett was doing a little extra last night. It was weird. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, so, so, you, so the NFL is in flux. Uh, there's a lot of volatility all over the place. Right. We don't know. We don't know which guy is going to be. And then Xavier Howard posted a tweet today. Of uh, you remember the last episode of Fresh Prince when Will Smith's standing there looking around at the empty yeah. place? Yeah. <laughs> he he said my feeling this morning because all the good players have left Miami and he's the only one left. Oh my god. So he may be next. But Jay, and then Jamal Adams, great safety for the Jets, unfollowed the Jets. Uh-oh. And everybody else on Twitter, I don't know. It's but never a good but I'm going to just say this about Jalen Ramsey. <clears throat> Apparently, the Jaguars want two first-round picks for him. When I tell you I would do that in a second, a second. I, 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 I wish I had Howie Roseman's number. Wow. I would give two first rounds. First of all, he's the best corner, corner in football. And I believe that corner is, a, is one of the four positions on a team where if you can get somebody elite, I'd fire the coach first. <laughs> if you are – let me tell you, if Patrick Mahomes is arguing with the head coach, the coach got to go. 
just like basketball, when Magic Johnson and Pat Riley couldn't get along, Pat Riley had to go. Yeah. Like, there's some well, positions. The Packers this year, yeah. Or, yeah. say it again. Oh, uh, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. What's his nuts for? Uh, yeah. Malarkey. Yeah. No, not Malarkey. No, no. The, uh, McCarthy. Yeah, the, McCarthy. Yeah. He couldn't get along with Rodgers. Bro, you got to go. Yeah. Like, I honestly, I would do that unless it's Bill Belichick or Doug Peterson. He's a great coach for the Philadelphia Eagles. But you're fly some fly. bullshit. But I'm just saying, hey, he outcoached Belichick in the Super Bowl. That's all I got to say about that. But if one of those guys says, if one of those guys says, uh, I can't get along with the coach, hey, man, it's been nice knowing you. But we, Jalen Ramsey has to stay. Because wow. because think of like and, and some of my friends were like, oh, you would trade two first rounders for a cornerback? Yes. Because here's the thing. Let's say it's you what come, the league is now. It's what the league is, and yeah. it's a premier position. Because think about it. When Deion Sanders, imagine, would you give two first rounders for Deion Sanders? Yes, I would. Because first of all, you don't know who those two first rounders are gonna be. Right. You may just get it wrong like the Dolphins and these teams do totally. all the time, right? You may just get them wrong. Trent Richardson was a number three pick. Like you get them wrong. Second of all, the instant that Jalen Ramsey comes on your team, you have a shutdown corner. The ability to go into the playoffs and go, Julio Jones is not a factor. Yeah, it takes away the whole side of the field. Look at what he did to DeAndre Hopkins last week. He's on sure. my fantasy team. He did nothing. He shut down who I consider maybe the best receiver. Sure, right. You got yeah. a guy that can do that, it takes away a third of the field. Yeah. Right? So the instant, let's say he comes to the Philadelphia Eagles. The instant Jalen Ramsey comes to the Philadelphia Eagles, you have a shutdown corner. Then your best corner gets to go up against their second best receiver. So now you basically have two shutdown corners, right? right? So now you have two shutdown corners, which means that even if you don't have a great pass rush, you have way more time. Right. And you can run all kinds of blitzes because these guys can go in single coverage. Mm -hmm. right. It changes your entire defense when you can get a guy like sure, that. Yeah. If you can get an elite pass rusher or an elite corner, it changes the entire defense. Yeah. And for, and on offense, hey, man, you give me a great left tackle, that's a conversation. Well, yeah, I was going to say, they, they, yeah, they're, you're right. There's a couple other positions like that where suddenly you take, take a facet of the game away. you got a player that does that. Steelers with uh, Troy Palomalo. That, I mean, mm -hmm. he you had to adjust to know where, where he was yes. when, when something was going on. You, yeah, so yeah. right. So if you have and, and a corner and elite safety like that, mm -hmm. I mean, those things are sometimes interchangeable. Mm -hmm. Like Malcolm Jenkins is the most important player on our defense. Mm -hmm. Like he's the center fielder. He controls all that stuff. And then I mentioned that at left tackle, and people were like, you know, left tackle. You don't got a lot of left well, tackle. Blind side tackle. Blind, listen, yeah. Miami just gave up two first rounders because they think Laramie Tunsil may become elite. Yeah. Right? Because guess what? And I told my buddy this. I said, guess what? You say left tackle, whatever, whatever. If Andrew Luck had had a great one, he'd still be playing. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. yep. So the first – and that's what Miami's doing. What Miami's doing is saying, hey, look, we get a great left tackle now. Tank our ever-loving asses off. Go get Tua. Get your line. You're totally right. And protect him. It, 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 this has took me a long time because I'm, I'm still not the most knowledgeable football player or football uh, fan or whatever. Uh, but the whole game starts at the, at, at the line. 
It's the whole thing. It's the whole thing. The Eagles won the Super Bowl because we had the best offense and defensive line combination. Yeah. The Steelers are so good because they're always good. Always good on the on lines. the defensive line, yeah. and you build through the trenches. That part hasn't changed. Yeah. Like you got to be able to protect that quarterback. Look at how many careers got ruined. Luck's career got ruined. Car for the Redskins. He might have been good, but they killed Steve Spire killed him. They didn't protect him. Right. RG3 might have been good. Yeah. They didn't protect him. Uh, you if you're going to invest in a quarterback, you got and that's what that was the biggest case of malpractice in the league was them not protecting Andrew Luck. Yeah. We lost out on getting to see a generational yeah, quarterback I agree. because idiot ass Ryan Grixon came in there and he's getting receivers in the first round. You already got T.Y. Hilton and Reggie Wayne. Right. Why are you still picking receivers when Luck's back there getting killed? Totally. Yeah. You got to protect him. So, yes, I will pay first rounders to get that part right. And look at Indianapolis. Luck's gone, but they're still competitive. Why? They have a great offensive right. line. A great. That was the first thing that guy did was like, we have to fix this. Now, what uh, does that apply to the Panthers? Because we got we got Cam Newton who's one hundred percent. Because how long have the Panthers needed a, a good beating. offensive line? And they had some turnstiles on offensive yeah. line. Now some of that Cam did a little too much sometimes. Sometimes he took risks he probably shouldn't have. Some of those hits are on him. Agreed. But a lot of those hits are on that protection. But that's his game though, right? I mean, is it is it is it fair to? And listen, I'm you know Cam is who Cam is, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't want to you know be come to his defense because of who he is as a player, but but. At the same time, you, you make those decisions. What kind of player is he? Doesn't really have a choice to some degree. Is no. that fair to say? I think that he uh, was it two years ago, or maybe even the Super Bowl season, when they kind of had him restricted a bit. You know, wouldn't let him run a little bit. He didn't look comfortable, and then yeah. they kind of opened him up. Mm -hmm. And then he had you know his MVP season in 2015 because he was running and he was. Yeah. You know, handing out balls in the end zone and well, there's a throwing shelf the long life ball on and that stuff. Running. Oh, yeah, yeah there is a shelf life. And I think we're, we're there. It becomes it an depreciating like asset yeah. fast. I mean, you get two, three good years out of that. Now, who is going to be responsible for that? Is it Ron? Oh, for Cam? Ultimately, yeah. it'll be Ron. Yeah. I mean, to me, I, I mean, I, I, place, I, I place a lot of blame on the GM. I mean, they were well. Paid. There's been two. There's been Gettleman and Herney. Herney yeah. twice. Yeah, they were both bad. Well, look what Gettleman's done with the Giants. He's not exactly Daniel uh, Jones, Brian. Daniel <laughs> Jones. Well, we're look, Gettleman. Well, Odell Beckham went nuclear last night. Yeah. I mean, he had a great game because uh, Greg Williams yeah. gets on an interview and they say, uh, "What do you think about Odell Beckham?" You know, because uh, Odell Beckham had said that he's a dirty coach. And that he said that he had talked to some of the guys in Cleveland after he got there because uh, Williams was the uh, interim head right. coach yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> he said he talked to some of the guys there, and they said that he literally told them to try to injure no. Odell Beckham. Really? That's what he said. He said that's what that's what guys told him. And he said the guy's a dirty coach. They asked Greg Williams about it because now he's the defensive coordinator for uh, yeah, where'd he go? the Jets. I can't remember. who they play last night? The Jets. Jets yeah. yeah. So he's something for the Jets. Wasn't the, Williams was the defense? He's the defensive coordinator for the Jets. Yeah. The, 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 he was the defense coordinator in New Orleans when they had the Bonnie Gate. Right, thing. he yeah. was yeah. right. So what, this oh, already gotcha. it's already on this guy's resume. Yeah, this guy's. Yeah. But Odell Beckham said that, and uh, Greg Williams goes Odell who, <laughs> and the and the reporter goes uh, you know being that, and then the reporter goes well you know he's one of the most dynamic playmakers in the league and he go and, and Greg Williams goes. 
uh, dynamic playmaker. I mean, you know, a matter of opinion. I mean, ask the Giants whether they think he is. They traded him. And Odell Beckham last night goes for 169 yards <laughs> <laughs> and a touchdown. And all of a sudden, you cut to Greg Williams on the sideline. He's slamming his headphones, and he's so mad. Odell Beckham stuck it right up his ass. Yeah, Odell. On national Ooh, television, on. he embarrassed him. That's why those canned responses are there. Yeah. yeah. Don't show you. Don't don't just, open yourself just, right. up, man. Dude, to Bill Belichick, we're on to Miami. Yep. Just, they asked him whatever. about Luck's yeah. retirement, and he goes, "Yeah, I don't really follow their team that much, but he's a great player." We're on to Cincinnati. Yep. Right. This is what it is. Yeah. So you know, I'm sure, like every week, we're gonna have something new to talk about. This uh, season has changed. The season has changed. We're in week two, and <laughs> it feels completely different than it did the first week. Right. Yes. Crazy. Days of our league. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) I'm mad that I'm laughing as much as I am at that. It got me. God damn. It is. I mean, it's a soap opera at this point. Days of our league. So terrible. <laughs> that is awesome. God damn it. Oh, man. Got him. Well, uh, maybe that's a good note there. Uh, <laughs> thanks, everybody, for listening to us. We Thank hope you. that we hope that we're <laughs> we've made this interesting more to talk about. We, we gave us yeah. something to talk about. Assuming you're out there uh, and still listening, September 28th, 2 o'clock, Duke Energy Theater at the Queen City Comedy Experience at uh, uh, Blumenthal uh, Center for the Performing Arts Spirit Square. Uh, live Comedy Zone podcast. Uh, Will, are you going to be there? You guys. If you guys remind me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you a text at 1 o'clock. Uh, scheduled to appear is John Reap. Uh, Very Hickory, So Love he'll John be there. Uh, a few other surprises, uh, much like you know uh, what we did last year uh, at the Comedy Zone. So uh, September 28th, 2 o'clock in the afternoon, Duke Energy Theater at Spirit Square. Come check it out. That was fun last yeah. year when we did it. It was awesome. It was we, a lot we, of fun. we went to the, to the audience. We got... Had people talking during it and asked them some questions and did a little bit of games. Yeah, we got to advice that you absolutely should not follow. Yeah, that's right. We did that segment again. I, I seem to remember a woman who said she had litter boxes. She had cats who, too many cats won't pee in a litter box, something like that. I, wouldn't, that. I wouldn't know anything about that. I don't yeah. remember anything those people said. <laughs> but I had, a, I had a good time. I do know that. Yeah, so September 28th, 2 o'clock. We will see you next week. Comedy Zone Podcast is a production of Comedy Zone Worldwide and is recorded in a bunker just off the Comedy Zone showroom at the Abbott Exchange Music Factory in Charlotte, North Carolina. The executive producers of the Comedy Zone Podcast are Brian Heffern and Brian Bumpashevitz. Talent Wrangler is Mike Hall. Original music composed and performed by John McKeever. <laughs>